Folks, I want to welcome you all to On the Edge with K.A. Owens. I'm K.A. Owens, and we're broadcasting from the top of the Habern Building in Louisville, Kentucky. This is WFMP-LP Louisville. That's 106.5 FM on your radio dial. And if you want to find out a little bit more about our station, you can go to forwardradio.org, and we're live streaming now. And so if you click on a button, uh, you can listen to us. Anywhere in the city, anywhere in the state, anywhere in the country, uh, anywhere in the world. And you can listen to our old shows if you go to podcast and archives and select uh, that button, so to speak, and you listen to the old shows. So again, I'm K.A. Owens. This is On the Edge with K.A. Owens. And as you know, um, there was a flooding in eastern Kentucky starting on July the 27th of 2022 and we have people who who are live on the scene who are able to report to us uh, folks from Clayhole, Kentucky uh, and so folks we have uh, Colleen Unroe who is in Clayhole at this time say hello to the people Colleen hello Colleen. all y'all thanks for listening Colleen is a former uh, organizer for Kentuckians for the Commonwealth and and uh, is doing many wonderful things since then. Also, uh, since then, has got a master's and a Ph.D. and is doing wonderful things. And uh, so and she's in Clayhole, Kentucky, with uh, uh, the Sizemores. And so uh, introduce the Sizemores for the for the folks, Colleen. Um, so we have Samuel Sizemore, who is, has been a longtime educator in the county. Um, he was, let's see if I remember all of it. He started as a bus driver, maybe, and a teacher's aide. He taught math elementary school. Then for a couple of years, he was the principal of Caney Creek, with, or Caney School, which is one of the, I mean, it's, uh, you know, very it's devastated it's very sad to look at and um then then became the transportation director for the breath of county schools overall and he's also a really good musician and makes the mean biscuits well there you and, go uh, then we also have his son kelly sizemore who um is great and uh let's see here so he uh is from you know, Clay Hole, and then went to Hazard High School, played ball, and then did various things in Hazard around housing with the Housing Development Alliance and the arts. Um, he went to the community college, was trying to get a certificate or something in uh, furniture making, um, and then has been uh, up in Indiana um, for a number of years, uh, but has, you know, come back and forth because, you know, Eastern Kentucky is near and dear to his heart and also has been very engaged with um, art in the park um, that he can talk. Oh, I'm sorry. It's summer in the park. I knew that didn't sound right. Um, so why don't you talk about that, sir, and then you can talk about. Okay. Yeah. Um, little Theater of Hazard. There, we put an art show on and a play every year in Bobby Davis Memorial uh, Museum of Art in Hazard, Kentucky. It's been going on. It'll be the 18th year coming up 
here pretty soon. So I've been really lucky to uh, to work with them over that. Um, but uh, yeah, the. Um, so just as a note, folks, uh, the the flooding started on. Uh, July the 27th, 2022, and, and now we're recording this show on Friday, August 12th uh, of 2022. So, uh, 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 we're, uh, folks, uh, supplies are coming in, volunteers are coming in, and so uh, the Colleen and the uh, Sizemores are going to let us know what's going on in their part of Kentucky as of right now. You go up and down every road, you'll see uh, cleanup vehicles left and right, debris still scattered everywhere. Um, it just looks like, you know, you have, uh, you know, if you ever went by someone demolishing a house after an um, excavator, you know, just picks it up, crushes it, sets it back over to another spot. That's what it looks like beside the creek banks, threw up against everything, hung up in trees, mud everywhere, drying out. The, the dust over the road and drive over the road the dust kicks up like that um, there, uh, there are a lot of devastation around here and uh, you know we still got the people they're, they're looking for uh, I think there are what got two more people they're looking for around well, uh, here in Perry County in Watts in Breathitt County yeah. there's still a woman that's missing and um, I heard through the um, East Kentucky Mutual Aid, there was somebody that reached out in Caney Creek, which is where um, Kelly and I uh, were trying to deliver or delivered supplies up that way. Um, and Breathitt, on the Breathitt County side, on Saturday, and um, you know, Clay or not Clay County, um, Breathitt County, in comparison to some of the other counties, don't have doesn't have the same kind of nonprofit infrastructure. So and and out and the out in the county, it's, you know, folks are still stranded. And um, and I heard, you know, so East Kentucky Mutual Aid is an organization that's getting resources out to individuals. Um, there was a need that was expressed for um, someone up in the, the head of Caney Creek on the Perry County side just a couple days ago. And a woman had, I mean, I don't know how she wasn't in a diabetic coma. It was like seven or eight hundred. So, so it's like there's still parts of it that 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 like first phase. Even though we're two weeks out from this devastating flood, it's um, you know people are some people are in the space where they're clearing things out of their houses, and that's where he was talking about debris on the roads. But then there's also people that you know are still stuck up in the hollers and don't have insulin or don't, still don't have power and water and so um state senator brandon smith has been um among the helicopter rescue crews and like trying to get insulin and trying to figure out how do we get generators so that you know and and people are all across the board doing what they can and with the skill set that they have i mean last night um up at the north fork in a new kind of bar and eventually it'll be a restaurant in downtown Hazard. Um, uh, there were folks from the Kentucky Water, the K Kentucky Rural Water Association. So people that were there from Murray, way out in Western Kentucky, there were some folks from Louisville, um, 
Owensboro, London, all over that are like, you know, showing uh, like images and videos of them like, like basically swimming to get into the areas to get the, you know, um, the municipal water lines back running and stuff like that. But but anyway, so as folks came to like a, in a community building kind of way, um, a comedian from New Jersey was actually in Cincinnati then. Uh, came down to volunteer for a day and, um, you know, was asked if he would stay and do a set just of like, it's all of it's very traumatic. And so making sure that people have the space to, you know, decompress and laugh together. And, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I forgot why I brought up that. Oh, right. So, so also like people are, you know, while we're there, right. There's all these like water folks from all over the state and then um uh um happy Mobilini, the mayor of hazard's son Collier, and his daughter um who's studying public health came in a truck like with tetanus shots to make sure those those folks that are you know helping people here get the water back but anyway um but i'm gonna turn it over to kelly uh Mabalini's son was telling me that they did make it up to the head of the hauler and they couldn't, their vehicles couldn't go no farther. So they were turning around. And as they were turning around, they got going and the neighbors chased them down. They said, you know, uh, so you can't get up there. They, so they was like, hey, we got three brand new four-wheelers, won't you take them? So they didn't know from Adam. They sent them off on the four-wheelers. They were driving through the creek and they were able to go up there and give shots at where people uh, needed well, and tell the story about the um, folks from originally from Clayton County came down from Lexington on Saturday that were had the, the side by sides and you directed them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, was fortunate enough to have them good folks come down here to Clayhole, and uh, they were set up beside the road giving out supplies, and uh, we was able to organize. And I think when we we pulled out of the spot, there were about seven vehicles carrying supplies all together. Uh, two UTVs in front and uh, we sent them up in the head of the hauler first and we went on to uh, lesser effective roads to wait for them to come back out or because uh, the road was so rough we didn't want to get up there and cause a traffic jam because you know you don't want to turn into a problem so we don't want to cause them to run off the road or nothing over uh, too much traffic on the roads trying to get relief in them. So we split up, was able to go up to Fugus Fork, um, all the way to the head of that to deliver some water. Which uh, is hard Yeah, hard shell. Uh, <laughs> we were able to go up there and, and get that done. Um, that was actually, we dropped a good load up on Riley Branch, um, which uh, is Clay Hole. Uh, and the, the people were really nice. We, uh, we were able to mix up our uh, our supplies we had to give away you know we were kind of even out like they didn't have that we didn't have this we we traded off so hopefully we could give the give some good stuff out uh, to people it was really a pleasure working with them and they were a jeep group also from was it oh glendale south of the uh, maybe shelby county so near louisville yeah. south maybe an hour south of louisville yeah i think so they come down they were running supplies up because they uh you know they had the vehicles that that would do it which was really really great to see uh people come and do that um and the the church is here they've been a lot of pastors and, and churches you know step up and 
or you know they've always been there and they're there for them now uh helping uh the happy church down there um we're we're right we're right at clay hole but what's the name of the heart barge right there yeah it's right at the head of barge they've been really good and um the tommy miller which is over the Canyon Mennonite Church is uh, he's he's been storing stuff up uh, there too. So um, the church is really in there for the community also to try to help uh, with the volunteers and, and things like that. Everybody seems really willing to help. Um, there was a taco truck, and I don't remember where that couple was from. Somewhere, maybe Central Kentucky, and they just heard about it and they had a, a taco truck, you know, yeah. like a food truck, and they just. And they knew or they had heard that Breath County was, you know, not getting the same kind of resources or, you know, it was harder to get out to folks. And so they just set up on 476 and people would come through. And then, you know, the folks from, I think it was Glendale, um, would would take, you know, the, the, the meals that um, the folks with the taco truck had and then would drive up the haulers. And, yeah, I mean, it's like everybody's coming out you know and doing what they can which is pretty pretty beautiful yeah i i the thing that keeps coming to my mind is like the, the first line of a uh, tale of two cities charles dickens of like this is the best of times and it was the worst of times anyway yeah do you want to add anything samuel about like what you've seen like i know you've been to different parts uh, my name's sam and uh, she was wanting me to add a few little things about, uh, I've lived in this area my entire life, Highway 476, and this is by far the worst flood we've ever had. We had one in 1957 that was a severe flood, and in 1963, and then in 1984. But this one, oh, was, uh, or it was just a bad flood, you know. And I drove down from Hazard on Highway 476 to where I live. That's a, um, and uh, it's uh, houses have washed away, cars have washed away, and things that I've never seen before in my lifetime. So. Did you see the, did you go past the King School? Where you I did, I come all the way down. And Candy School that she was talking about, it looked like it has large windows. It probably got a 10 feet in the building at least. So it's... And the whole field is just like a mud pile. Yeah, and the whole field was a mud pile. So that's about it. You know, I, I was raised here. But the uh, Troublesome Creek is about 99 and three-fourths miles long, I think. That's what I was taught in school. And I live about five miles from where it joins the North Fork of the Kentucky River. So when the water gets down to here, it's uh, moving pretty swift, you know. And it's, it's uh, more water because all the little streams have added to it. Because you said that, that it, the, the rain started in Clay County on the 27th, but it yeah. wasn't until 3 a.m. Yeah. that it hit. Yes, like not County and uh, our Hyman area was flooding before we were flooding and uh, Floyd County and uh, really in Brentwood County, I think 
it, was, it hit down here about 3 a.m. on the 28th. So, and it had already been flooding like on the 27th in Hyman and those places, I understand. So, well, yeah, calling well, now the, the house that he had his first job at, eight years old, digging the footer, and washed off. He was eight years old. His first job was digging a footer for a house. And he, yeah. Uh, wash away, that way you so do you folks think that uh that after uh i think the governor said we're in uh, in the uh in in, in the second phase of it uh i i forget the words he used i guess it's uh i think the first phase where you're kind of rescuing people with the helicopters and everything and uh shout out to the both all the air national guard units that came in uh with the helicopters and uh from various states, I think West Virginia, Virginia, Kentucky Air Guardsmen came in and and uh, yep. uh, and was lifting people uh, off the roofs with with the helicopters. So uh, for everything else that uh, folks are doing, uh, water company people coming in uh, from all over. Uh, uh, I think regular, just regular people coming in the uh, Eastern Kentucky and just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm just a set of hands." So. Uh, Thank, Absolutely. Thank those folks. So, but a question is, um, folks are talking about the the rain event being um, uh, uh, made worse by sort of the century and a half of coal mining, uh, the underground mines filling with water, and the strip mining. So, what do you think of the effect of that on? Uh, extreme rain events. The strip mines, you know, they do contribute a lot to flooding now because it lets uh, water run off the hill so much faster. You know, but it, uh, back when I was a young man, back in the 80s and so forth, uh, mining was more prevalent in this area and uh, it gave a lot of people good jobs and at that time we didn't understand the side effects what it was gonna cause you know in the future we were happy i guess to get some jobs and get some money flowing and things that we hadn't had before but it does let the water run off the hills faster and uh Three inches of rain now will do what probably four or five inches of rain would do back when all the vegetation was on the hills. It comes off so much faster. And also the water that uh, comes off of the hills is muddy now. Not It doesn't have good topsoil in it like it did, uh, you know, years ago. When we flooded years ago, uh, the topsoil, you know, was uh, in the water and it was good to, to flood the areas where, low-lying areas where they raised corn and things like that. So, so uh, do you think that uh, in some areas they've moved smaller towns to higher ground? Would that work at all? Or is, is there higher ground available, or do people want to move entire towns to higher ground? Would that work? 
right now, uh, we have, you know, like car sport down and things like that that holds quite a bit of the water back. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a one in a thousand year flood in eastern Kentucky, no doubt. So uh, eventually people will start building back down, you know, in the low lying areas because, you know, you get, keep getting maybe a little bit braver and a little bit braver. But, uh, but it's probably important to note that most of the, the, the homes were not covered by flood insurance because they weren't, or people didn't pay for it, right? Because they don't have the resources necessarily, but also they weren't required to because they weren't technically in the flood zone. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and like, you all had a flood last year, right? A 50-year flood last year and a 1,000-year flood this year. Yeah, Lost Creek and uh, through Jackson, Pamble, and, and Boonville were flooded really bad last year. And uh, another thing, you know, the flooding up in uh, the hollers here off the edge of uh, the mining you were talking about with the retention ponds. Now, from what we're hearing, in uh, Wonder Creek in particular, 10 Mile in Perry County, they were a wall of water come down and they were a church about a half mile mile up there and it carried that church that far down that holler before it set it back down so just think about a wall of water coming at you at night that's what that's what happened to them they were apparently they, they think maybe two of them broke is what the local locals were telling me up that way it'd be very interesting to actually to check them out and uh, see what, how, and why. In that particular area, we located in just a minute or two, but looking at GPS, nine ponds that would or could come down and affect that area. So now with those that didn't bust, they'll be weakened. There are a lot of them weakened. You see a lot of hills around here that are just asking to fall. It'll be months before the ground dries out to where it's not saturated no more. So with the heavy rains we've been getting, it won't, I don't think it'll take, I'm just guessing here, I don't think it'll take one like we just had, which uh, someone, a professional told me it was a 500 year uh, rain cycle. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, so, so we're afraid it might take less rain to get all them, you know, to cause them the, the retention ponds to break. And then you'll have, you know, haulers washed out, like the infamous Buffalo Creek in West Virginia, you know. Um, and they were a flood in, in 1936 in Breathitt County before coal. This is just uh, timber related. And 50 people was killed in it, uh, July 5th, 1936. So can you let people know? Can you let people know what a retention pond is? Does a retention pond have right. to. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, if you can just imagine uh, a ditch running off a hill and you just make you a little pond right in there and let it run on down. A lot of them are in series like that. Well, you know, it's kind of uh, a way to filter out the water through slow drains and just letting it settle down to the bottom. And just to point out these ponds. They were built because of? We call them silt ponds here. Let people know why they were built. They were built. Oh, oh, yes, yes, okay. Now, they were built to catch runoff from the mines, and some of them primarily were built to accommodate the washing of, of the coal. When the coal is mined, just like everything else, you go to pick it up off the ground, some of it gets really dirty. 
So they'll run it just like a clothes washer, run it through there, and then add things through it to help, to help clean it. So all that runoff through there is how it comes down to trickles, trickles on down. And those, the retention ponds, you know, like I was saying, they're just stacked up on a hill coming down. So, so just to, to clarify the point, right, there's, there's a couple different types of ponds that we're talking about. So with mountaintop removal mining, which is basically strip mining on speed, you know, they lop off the top of the mountain and then they have all this, what they call overburden, right? And they have to do something with it. So they create valley fills. Um, and then those sediment ponds or the silt ponds will be at the, the toe of or the bottom of the valley fill. And then sometimes there might be other ponds, you know, just in terms of like, you know, there there's regulations uh, from the 1977 Surface Mining, SMAPRA, Surface Mining Control and Reclamation Act. So there's all these requirements in terms of engineering to construct the valley fills, construct things in a way you know, mountaintop removal is supposed to be an exception to, to the rule, you know, but then um, the President uh, George W. Bush um, changed some of the, the, or the definition of fill from, and now I'm going to mix it up because uh, it's been a minute, but, but basically en enabled um, some changes in, in the uh, Clean Water Act from waste to fill or fill to waste. So, so um, you know, basically burying the, the valley with burying the stream um, became allowable, right? And then there's also, um, so that's one piece of the problem that related to the Clean Water Act. Now, the other piece of it is that, that the way that SMACRA works is that um, there's supposed to be, you know, returning the mountain back, right? Now, you could argue as the day is long, you can't, put a mountain back but but the way that the the law says if they follow the law you know and 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 so it's not just the coal company's fault it's it's also the state and the federal agencies that should be holding the coal companies accountable to those laws both the spirit and the letter of the law but what i'm saying here is that 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 what was in in smacra this law that was passed in 1977 there were uh it took um three presidential vetoes to get it through, right? Jimmy Carter was the president then, and, and he said to one of the, well, KFT's, Kentuckians for the Commonwealth didn't exist then, but, you know, basically what became KFTC, Joe Begley over in Beckley, or in Blackie in Letcher County said to him, you know, this law doesn't go far enough, right? But but either way, so the, the SMACRA law said that you um, are supposed to return the mountain to the a, the approximate original contour. So, you know, with all this, like, reference to, you know, AOC that people perceive as the congresswoman, AOC has been a, a language and understanding that people that have try to organize around environmental justice for a long time. So the, the only exception to the, the AOC, um, the approximate original contour, right, to try and put the mountain back, and you can't really put the mountain back, but either way is that if it's for a higher and better use. So really, in reality, mountaintop removal should not have, have gone down the way that it did. You know, it, it was 
like fine if there's an area where it is strategic and logical to have an industrial park and there are companies that need that flatland but like in reality there's like i forget exactly the numbers but maybe five percent of the the areas that have been totally flattened by mountaintop removal have actually been used for any kind of higher and better use or economic development and now i'm getting on a preacher soapbox or something but but so so long story short uh, it's so those the, all of that relates to sediment ponds. Then there's also the sludge ponds, which is what Kelly Kelly Ray was talking about, and the Buffalo Creek and the Martin County coal spill. So it's like quote unquote they have to clean the coal or use chemicals to separate the coal from the slate, and then they have to do something with it. So they create these dams, and then they you know there, there's a way that they could dispose of. The sludge, which is basically looks like a tar-like substance, it, it's like it's like super thick black quicksand. Yeah. Wow. So, folks, we're coming toward the end. We're coming toward the end. This is so informative. We're going to have some. We're going to have to have some folks back to uh, to really flesh out this topic. I do want to thank uh, Colleen Unro. I want to thank Sam and Kelly Sizemore. Y'all have been great. Thank you so much.